ele eden lo ede oni edegbetani abi edegbefa ewo lo gbe nibe egbere omo pe arewa ki gbe eku gbogbo eyin kinkin kin labe aso egbe ni langunyo ewurade eku le o ye ara ile eku atiba o ye ni tin tajobo eni ti o ki eni ku atiba o padanu eku le eje ka mi eje ka sin mi eyan ni nfidi eyan joko eyan iba se bi olorun won ni je ka mi Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host Bidemi Ologunde. On this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs describing concepts such as arrogance, courtesy, respect, and busybody behavior. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, Ejekami, Ejekasimi, Enyo, Nimfidi Enyo Joko, Enyo Ibashebi Olorun, Won Ejekami, and that translates to let us breathe let us be in peace the normal thing is for people to sit on their backside if humans were to be in the position of the almighty god no one would be allowed to breathe freely ejekami ejekasimi eyan ni nfi die eyan joko eyan iba se bi olorun won ni jekami let us breathe let us be in peace the normal thing is for people to sit on their backsides if humans were to be in the position of the almighty god no one would be allowed to breathe freely so we see here another example of the richness of the yoruba language where a proverb mixes different things that seem unrelated in this particular proverb there are three different clauses ejekami ejekasimi let us breathe let us be in peace the second clause enyo nimfidi enyo joko the normal thing is for people to sit on their backsides how does that relate to being allowed to breathe freely but then we see that connection in the last clause enyo ibashe bi olorun won ejekami if humans were to be in the position of the almighty god no one would be allowed to breathe freely so you see how that ties into the first clause of the proverb that talks about people just want to be allowed to be in peace go to work go home go to the store go back home talk to your friends your friends talk to you your colleague interacts with you normally your boss isn't giving you stress at work your friends are not giving you stress your family members are not giving you stress and so on that is what everyone desires the second clause talks about how the normal thing is for people to sit on their backsides 
Again, this is what is expected in society, both literally and figuratively. If I get on the highway, the normal thing is I'm driving, minding my business. No one is being a crazy driver and giving me anxiety on the highway. I go to the store, I buy what I want to buy, I line up to pay for my for my product. The cashier takes my money, gives me a receipt, I go home. So we don't expect friction in our day-to-day activities, in our day-to-day lives. Even talking about it literally, I see a chair, I approach the chair, I sit down on my backside. That's the normal thing to do. Now, the final part of this proverb now talks about how if humans were to be in charge of these things we determine to be normal things, if humans were to come up with a theory or a rule that says, let us change the way humans sit down, then we see all sorts of craziness, all sorts of just randomly crazy modifications to how we do simple things like sitting down. So now to tie to the first clause of the proverb, if humans were allowed to modify the way we sit, then they can go ahead and just modify the way we breathe in oxygen, which is free of charge from our day one. So in other words, humans tend to be too full of the authority. And we see this everywhere, all the time, in the workplace, in the community, in our neighborhood, and so on. So it's a good thing that humans have way less power over other people than God does. Ejeka mi, ejeka simi, enyo, ni fidye enyo joko, enyo ibashe bi olonu, won ejeka mi. Let us breathe, let us be in peace. The normal thing is for people to sit on their backsides. If humans were to be in the position of the Almighty God, no one would be allowed to breathe freely. Humans tend to be too full of their power, authority. So it's actually a very good thing that humans have way less power over other people and other things than God Almighty does. So the second proverb I have says, Ekule oyearaile, Ekuatiba oyeni tintajobo, Enitio kieni kuatiba, Opadano ekule. And that translates to, It is proper for someone arriving at a home to say a greeting to the people inside the home. It is improper for the person arriving from a trip to say welcome home to the people at home. So whoever fails to give welcome to the person arriving from a trip does not deserve the sojourner's greeting either. Ekule oyearaile Ekuatiba oyenitin tajobo Enitio kieni kuatiba Akpadanu ekule It is proper for someone arriving at a home to say a greeting to the people inside the home. It is improper for the person arriving from a trip to say welcome home to the people at home. 
whoever fails to give welcome to the person arriving from a trip does not deserve the sojourner's greeting either. So this is um, fairly straightforward. It talks about the courtesy that is expected of someone arriving from a trip greeting the people inside the house and then vice versa. The people inside the house greeting the person arriving from a trip. But then the improper thing is for the person arriving from a trip to say welcome home to the people inside the house. It should be the people inside the house saying welcome home. So that part of the proverb is basically describing what's proper, what's improper. But the entire proverb as a whole encapsulates the act of extending codices and receiving codices in return. And this is just one example of how codices can be extended and received. Someone who is arriving from a trip or even someone coming back home from work or even a short trip as going to the grocery store. The proper thing is for the people at home to say, oh, welcome back home or welcome home. If the person hasn't been in that house before, you say welcome home. If it's a person who is irregular in that house, maybe they went somewhere, they went to work, then you say welcome back home. And then in return, the person who is arriving home would say a form of greeting, hi, hello, and so on. But in Yoruba tradition, it is ekule. It basically translates to um, happy <laughs> staying at home or something like that. And then the other version is ekuatiba, means welcome home, or ekabo, welcome home. So... Whoever doesn't extend courtesies cannot expect to receive courtesies. That's kind of what we expect to see across every culture, every ethnic group, every tribe, and so on. So there are simple courtesies that we extend to each other throughout the day and so on that we don't even think about. Even something as simple as saying hi, hello, hi, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and then you receive the courtesy in return. So those tend to get overlooked and this proverb goes an extra length to now describe what's improper about this specific type of greeting. Someone arriving home shouldn't say welcome home. It is the people at home that would say welcome home to the person arriving at the house. Ekule oyearaile. Ekuatiba oyeniti tajobo. It is proper for someone arriving at a home to say a greeting to the people inside the home. It is improper for the person arriving from a trip to say welcome home to the people at home. Whoever fails to give welcome to the person arriving from a trip does not deserve the sojourner's greeting either. So the third proverb I have says, It is for one's peers that one makes pounded yam with ewura yams. It is for one's peer group that one makes pounded yam with ewura yams. 
So to understand these proverbs, we have to understand what Ewura yam is and what pounded yam is. So pounded yam is a staple food in Yoruba culture. It is made with yam that is not <laughs> Ewura yams. Because Ewura yams, I think I've described it on this podcast before, it is porous. It doesn't form that consistent texture that pounded yam is known for. If anything, it scatters when you're trying to pound it. It becomes not cohesive. It doesn't have that that firm texture. So in other words, using Ewura yams to make pounded yam is a kind of insult. Is a kind of disrespect. Because whatever the staple food is in pick a random culture in the world, there are ways to make that staple food. There are techniques, there are methods, and so on. So you wouldn't choose a an improper ingredient to make that staple food. So that's exactly what is being described here. To make pounded yam for your family, you have to use the finest yams. Whether you're making it for your friends or family members and so on. So this proverb is now saying that it is for someone's peer group that you'd afford to do something insulting, something disrespectful. You don't do something disrespectful to people who are not within your peer group. People who would insult you back and not think anything of it. So this proverb is just using food culture within Yoruba land to describe the concept of mutual respect. So we only take liberties with our peer group. We only take liberties with people we can afford to take certain liberties. No one goes around making pounded yam with ebura yams, at least not for people outside their peer groups. It is for one's peers that one makes pounded yam with ebura yams. So the fourth proverb I have says, "Egberio mongwe arewa kibe eku bubuini king 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 labiasho," and that translates to the novice does not know that a good-looking person does not wear a masquerade costume. All his perfect white teeth are concealed beneath the cloth. Egberio mongwe arewa kibe eku. The novice doesn't know that a good-looking person does not wear a masquerade costume. All his perfect white teeth are concealed beneath the clothes. So, in Yoruba land, there's this tradition of masquerading, where someone or a group of people put on a masquerade costume, and they dance, and people rejoice, and it's usually tied to a ceremony or festival. Sometimes it's just a one-day ceremony. Sometimes it's a week-long or month-long affair. So this proverb is now using that concept to describe the fact that the people who wear masquerade costumes are not necessarily good-looking. Now, that's arguable. And the reason for this proverb stating that claim is 
A good-looking person with perfect white teeth will want the whole world to see his or her perfect white teeth. Therefore, they wouldn't go near a masquerade costume during the masquerade festival. They would rather wear street clothes, civilian clothes, so that they can smell and the whole world will see that, oh wow, this person has perfect white teeth. So it is a novice who doesn't realize that someone with perfectly white teeth will not be found wearing a masquerade costume and then dancing with a masquerade costume. So in other words, it's a foolish person, a novice, a beginner, someone who doesn't know anything, who would conceal his or her own endowment. Just like the person with perfectly white teeth wouldn't wear a masquerade costume and prevent others from seeing their perfect white teeth. On the other hand, this proverb is saying it is someone who has crooked teeth and yellow teeth and someone who is not good looking that would go wear a masquerade costume to hide all those flaws so that they can go anonymous, unnoticed, and so on. And we kind of see that around us, everywhere, at home, in the workplace, someone who has skills will want to show off those skills. Someone who doesn't have skills, let me rephrase that, someone who hasn't developed their skills would rather hide and stay anonymous and stay hidden and stay invisible so that nobody would, you know, question them or see them as doing excess and so on. So it comes down to self-awareness um, and so on. So this particular proverb is a an example of one of the many, many deeply meaningful proverbs in Yoruba culture. People who are good looking will tend to present themselves in even more good looking ways and so on. So the last proverb I have says, Ele den lo ede, oni edegbe tani, abi edegbe fa, ewologbe ni be. So someone says he has lost an unspecified amount of money. And you, the busybody, you are asking if the amount is 500 calories or 1100 calories. So that brings the question, how much money did you steal? Ele den lo ede, oni edegbe tani, abi edegbe fa, ewologbe ni be. Someone says he has lost an unspecified amount of money. And you are here asking if that amount is 500 calories or 1100 calories. So that brings up the question, how much money did you steal? Maybe you are the person who stole the money and we should call the police for. So this basically means someone who is too inquisitive about other people's affairs inevitably raises suspicions about his or her own motives and agendas and so on. Because, I mean, there's a, an incident of a theft. 
the person hasn't said how much money was stolen, but you're asking specific questions about was it 500 calories or 1100 calories? That means you know something, right? So too much inquisitiveness just raises suspicions. Too much um, being too forward raises suspicions about someone's motives. And this is very common in the workplace. See someone going forward and backward. They're always jumping up at this and that. And I mean, it's nice to go above and beyond. Don't get me wrong. But then, just like with everything else, too much of something is not necessarily good. So, someone says he has lost an unspecified amount of money. And you ask if the amount is 500 calories or 1100 calories. So that brings the question, how much money did you steal? So that's all I have for this episode 43 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. Support for the Yoruba Proverbs podcast comes from 1Password. 1Password is the world's most loved password manager, with top ratings from G2 Crowd and Trustpilot, and has been named top password manager by leading media outlets, including Wired, The New York Times, and CNET. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Yoruba Proverbs podcast comes from Sauces by JRK. Sauces by JRK makes mouth-watering, spicy Jamaican sauces with no artificial flavors. Under 30 calories a serving, and perfect for any meal. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Yoruba Proverbs podcast comes from Sesame Care. Find the best price for the highest quality physicians. Book an appointment in minutes, for as low as $19. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowale Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde. Senior producer Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers Olufolari Ologunde and Tobilaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bidemi at bidemiologunde.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.